Going to begin in Durham, where seven schools are closed again today as teachers and staffers are calling out sick to protest recent decisions by the district that amount to salary cuts for many employees. Bethesda, E.K. Powell, and Sandy Ridge Elementary schools are closed, along with Moorhead Montessori, Little River K-8 School, Carrington Middle School, and the Durham School of the Arts. School board met on Friday to address the salary issue, but ultimately voted to delay any decision until their meeting this Thursday. The short explanation an accounting error led to some district employees getting raises that weren't covered in the district's budget, and now the most obvious solutions to get back under budget will basically mean pay cuts for many. Now to Hillsborough, where the sheriff's office is investigating after two individuals were shot Saturday night in Fairview Park. It happened around 7 p.m. One of the victims was a juvenile. Neither suffered life-threatening injuries. Contact the Orange County Sheriff's Office if you have any information about the shooting. In local government news, the Orange County School Board meets tonight at 7 for a work session that includes a discussion of capital projects and recruiting and retaining teachers and staff. The uh, Carborough Town Council also meets this evening, but they're in closed session to discuss a personnel matter. In Durham, county commissioners have a long meeting starting at 9 o'clock this morning. They'll get presentations on topics ranging from capital projects at Durham Tech to plan transit improvements for next year to the process of developing a new five-year strategic plan. And the Durham City Council meets tonight at 7. Tops on their agenda is a resolution to direct resources to the youth mental health crisis, which disproportionately affects black teenagers. Get links to all those agendas on our website, chapelborough.com. Local government was also front and center at our Forum on the Hill last week with 15-hour-long panels on critical issues facing our community. That included a panel on climate issues where Chapel Hill Community Sustainability Manager John Richardson shared several updates on how the town is working to better prepare for extreme weather and how partnerships with UNC can help make our community more resilient. Specifically, thinking about um, smart cities, technologies, ways that we can measure what's happening, um, the ways that things are changing. So one example, a a project partnership with um, UNC, Dr. Mike Peeler, who is the director of the Institute for the Environment, also the chief sustainability officer at UNC. He led a capstone project with students uh, more than a year ago where they looked at one of the questions was, Uh, If we put out water sensors along some of our major creeks, could we predict uh, with any sort of certainty or have an early warning detection for low-lying areas that may end up flooding? And um, the work that they did, they put out five sensors, and the data was really beautiful, according to Mike, in that it showed about 75 minutes of lead time that we could have if those sensors were permanent. And so it's research like that locally that's pointed us in the direction of trying to make that permanent and using that information, uh, which we can get in real time. So our stormwater staff uses it, uh, but also our emergency management staff can use it. And it can keep us better informed about how we can react to those storm events when they do happen. That's John Richardson there. You can listen back to the entire Forum on the Hill by clicking the Forum tab on the homepage at chapelborough.com. Turning to the skies, some exciting news for a UNC grad. Zena Cardman has been selected to go to space later this summer as is part of a SpaceX mission to the International Space Station. Cardman has two degrees from UNC, a bachelor's in biology and a master's degree in marine science. Speaking of UNC, the university has tapped Penn State professor Jeffrey Bardzell to take over as the new dean of the School of Information and Library Science. Provost Chris Clemens made that announcement last week. He'll take over the position on April 1st, replacing 
replacing Gary Marchanini, who's stepping down and returning to the faculty. Visit our website, Chapelboro.com, for more local news, including a list of Black History Month activities in Orange County and a profile of Wendy Smith, who just took over as the new executive director at the Arts Center in Carborough. Smith was also a guest on our Forum on the Hill last week, so you can hear a lot more from her by visiting the Forum page on Chapelboro.com as well. Time now for sports brought to you this hour by Coldwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. It's a great day to be a Tar Heel as UNC men's basketball fans are still celebrating a 93-84 win over 7th-ranked Duke on Saturday night. Duke's first loss to Carolina in the John Shire era. The third-ranked Heels almost led wire to wire. They were carried by double-doubles from Harrison Ingram and Armando Baycott. 21 points and 13 rebounds for Ingram, 25 points and 10 boards for Baycott, who added a team-high 5 assists. Statement night for Armando in his final home game against Duke. 97 on the kills, Michael Coe has the story. Sometime between UNC's loss at Georgia Tech on Tuesday and tip-off against Duke on Saturday, Hubert Davis and Armando Baycott had a conversation in the head coach's office. Normally, Davis likes these conversations to be about something other than basketball. This time, though, he said he made an exception. I mean, we had a really nice time together just you know talking about him and what is needed for him personally and for our team to be the best that he can be people have told me that he's has said that you know he taking a reserve role or you know this is this person's team and my my role has changed and i told him i, I i've never told you that for us to be the best team that we can be we need you being a dude that's exactly what baycott was against the blue devils Winning his matchup with Duke star Kyle Filipowski and registering his first double-double since January 13th. Baycott's 25 points also tied a season high. The big man, who had never experienced a home win over Duke inside a full Dean Smith Center, said he had something extra motivating him before tip-off. I knew we couldn't lose this game. I wouldn't allow us to lose this game. And I mean, I see what everybody say. I told you, I'll miss nothing. And just going into this game, I mean, it was just a different fire. And really, I came in just pissed off just seeing, you know, some of the things people say. And I just love this university so much. And I think I see stuff like people questioning me and like how much I really wanted and stuff like that. Took that personal. RJ Davis has frequently taken the spotlight from Baycott this season. And though Davis had a quieter game by his lofty standards, the senior guard said he was happy for his teammate to put on a dominant performance. Mondo was Mondo. Um, <laughs> for, you know, for it to be his last home game against Duke, um, I mean, that's one hell of a game right there. The way he was aggressive, he established his presence, and made sure his presence was felt. Um, and we went to him early, and then we never looked back since. The win moves Carolina two games clear of second place Virginia in the conference standings at 10 and 1, giving the Tar Heels the inside track to the top seed at next month's ACC tournament. And in Baycott's opinion, his team will have an advantage in the paint in every matchup until then. I think at the end of the day, ACC runs still me. I mean, all of the top bigs I play against, I feel like going in every matchup, I feel like I'm going to win. And like I said, we got a great team, so it can be anybody night. But on these matchups, I just take them a little bit more personal. And, I mean, I knew I would dominate. And if Baycott brings the same fire to every matchup that he did against the Blue Devils, it'd be hard to disagree with him. For 97.9 The Hill, 
I'm Michael Coe. Also over the weekend, Baycott landed on the midseason top 10 list for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, which goes to the nation's top center. Visit our website, chapelboro.com, for more coverage of UNC's win, including photos from the game and post-game reactions on social media. Next up, Carolina takes on Clemson in the Smith Center tomorrow night at 7. Unfortunately, less of a good weekend for Carolina women's basketball as UNC suffered their third loss in a row. 24th-ranked Tar Heels took 17th-ranked Virginia Tech to overtime, but ultimately fell 70-61. to Deja Kelly led the way with 26 points, but half of that came at the free-throw line. She shot just 6 of 24 from the floor, and Carolina as a team shot just 32% overall. After the game, head coach Courtney Banghart. Clearly, we got a lot of heart. Uh, haven't had a, been able to make uh, plays down the stretch. Um, you know, and you, you, they, their heart keeps them in. It gives them a chance. But, but we've got we got to make shots, and we've got to make plays down the stretch, and we weren't able to do that today. But, you know, good college basketball game, really good teams, tough league. We know there's another chance at them again. Heels now have a week off before their own matchup with Duke next Sunday at Cameron Indoor. Controversy still lingering from last week's game in Raleigh, by the way. NC State officials are investigating after our fan reportedly shouted a racial slur at one of UNC's players. Elsewhere in sports, UNC Wrestling fell to 8th-ranked NC State on Friday, though UNC's Sonny Santiago did upset 6th-ranked Ed Scott at 157 pounds. In gymnastics, the Tar Heels lost narrowly at Pitt on Friday, but UNC's Julian Noer won the individual all-around title for the ninth time in her career. In tennis, the Tar Heel men lost at Illinois on Saturday. In golf, sophomore Megan Stryker set a new UNC record by shooting an 8-under-64 in the first round of the UCF Challenge in Orlando on Saturday. That tournament continues today. And in football, a big night for UNC's Cedric Gray at this year's Senior Bowl in Alabama. He finished with four solo tackles. He looks to impress pro scouts ahead of the NFL draft. Also got some news about future Tar Heels as well. Over the weekend, Georgia Tech offensive lineman Ja'Kiah Leftwich announced he's transferring to UNC next season. Leftwich started eight games for the Yellow Jackets over the last two years. He'll be reunited with former Tech head coach Jeff Collins, who's now UNC's new defensive coordinator. He's got two years of eligibility left. Meanwhile, the Tar Heel baseball team was picked to finish second in the ACC Coastal Division in the annual preseason coaches poll. Two weeks out from their season opener, Virginia is your preseason favorite. And in the classroom, congrats to you 11 UNC cross-country runners and nine field hockey stars who are all earned all ACC academic honors last week, led by cross-country runner Sasha Neglia, who made the all-ACC academic team for the fourth time in her career.